Welcome in to a little late night edition of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. Go by SEC Michael on Twitter. And I'm coming with you with a nightcap here to recap my latest SEC power rankings. After another Saturday of action, we had all 14 SEC teams on the field this Saturday. And got to admit, some of these I'm a little clueless on. I don't know. Let's see, 8 through 12 I'm a little stuck on. But, hey, I'm going to run down your list, my list here of uh, my updated SEC power rankings. And, again, if you're new to this, you don't quite understand the rankings The way I do this, if Team A were to meet Team B on a neutral field this week, who do I got winning the game? That's my only criteria for doing this. So head-to-head, it does matter, but, you know, some of those games are played in hostile environments. Some of those games played with star players that are now missing. A lot of different uh, scenarios there. So without further ado, let's get on with the list. All right, no surprise here. Dropping the Vanderbilt Commodores dead last in the SEC, even though you had a pretty good show in there in Oxford on Saturday. I don't know if the game was ever really in doubt, but hell, the point spread, what was it, 36 points? Almost didn't even score 36. And Vanderbilt had the ball late in the game to kind of make this a one-score game. But I really think this is more of uh, Ole Miss looking ahead to the Egg Bowl, not being focused on the... Vanderbilt Commodores after their big win over Texas A&M more than it did to do with uh, Vanderbilt you know taking its you know giving Vanderbilt some credit here Mike Wright certainly looked good but Ole Miss did not particularly Matt Corral maybe forcing the issue a little bit here so I don't know all things considered I think it's only right at this point to have Vanderbilt number 14. All right, you're moving up a spot there, Florida Gators. I had you 14 last week after your performance against Sanford, but I'm bumping you up. You know, let's give the the Gators some credit here. I thought they'd completely no-show for Missouri. They didn't. Took the Missouri into overtime. Had opportunities to win this football game, but just got outplayed a little bit, got out coached. I think Missouri wanted this a little bit more. Senior night, this was a fight for for your bowl lives here. Dan Mullen, multiple occasions here, got a little too conservative, have no idea what in the hell he's thinking. You know, with your job on the line, you got to go for some of these deals. Now, you looked strong in the overtime, but of course, Missouri came out here, scored the touchdown, got the two-point conversion, got the win. Now, Florida goes into the final week of the season up against their in-state rival, Florida State, at home. You lose that game. You're not going to the postseason. You win it, you're in. So. You got to think the Gators are going to show up for that, but I don't know. We'll see. I thought that a couple other times this year, and it didn't come true. So a lot on the line for the Florida Gators this this week, moving you up one spot, but until you win a game, not moving you up any further. Number 12. All right, how about them Gamecocks? Oh, just beat the Auburn Tigers. I'm still I'm trying to figure out how in the hell you won this game. You give you credit, but... Could not contain Tank Bigsby, one for nine on third downs. I mean, this was an ugly, ugly game. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's kind of the season it's been for South Carolina where it ain't been pretty. Fans I'm seeing online fired Greg Atkins in the middle of this damn game. Marcus Satterfield called him another good game. Jason Brown continues to look like the best quarterback on South Carolina's roster. Why he's not been playing earlier, I have no idea. Zachondre White had a big game. 
you know, Gamecocks are looking good. Now they're officially heading to the bowl. Uh, the only teams in the SEC that have not punched their ticket to the postseason at this point, Vanderbilt, LSU, and Florida. So South Carolina, you've reached the postseason. You're in the top 12 firmly. You've beaten the Gators. You just beat Auburn. That's a hell of a win here. But you did lose to who I got number 11 just recently. Number 11. The Mizzou Tigers. Ooh. Hey, you beat the Gators. You did what you were supposed to do. We we both picked for, called for the upset this weekend. You got it done. Tyler Beatty, you know, again, another heroic performance. If you missed it, he got carried off the field. That was fanta- fantastic. Connor Basilak, you know, he was not looking fantastic, but he got the job done. This Missouri defense really stepped up. This was a, you know, a defensive struggle here. And, you know, if you're a Missouri fan, this is, you know, the season's not gone how you want it, but it would have been very easy for the team to kind of tank down the stretch instead of getting hot here. And now you're going into final week of the season against an Arkansas team coming off a loss, a team that you own. Arkansas don't want to admit that, but Missouri Tigers own them right now. Uh, there's opportunity for you to end on a three-game winning streak to close out the season. And if you do that, you're going to be moving way up this list. All right, I didn't know where in the hell to put Auburn. Of course, they just lost to South Carolina, but again, I think they outplayed South Carolina. I'm scratching my head trying to figure out how they lost this damn game. Bo Nix, obviously out. Anders Carlson, he was missed. They missed a field goal in this game. Would have been critical. Tank Finley, you know, he didn't look terrible, but he didn't look great either. Uh, Tank Bigsby tried to put the team on his back, didn't get it done. And all of a sudden, a guy I was touting for coach of the year, Brian Harson, one in three since I said that, and it's this is the Auburn we thought we were getting. I picked them dead last in the SEC West for a reason, and aside from LSU, they're probably gonna finish dead last here in the SEC West unless they pull a stunner here going into the Iron Bowl against Alabama and Bryce Young, who looks as hot as he's ever been on the field this season for the Crimson Tide. You are one loss away from an offseason full of questions there on the Plains. Number nine. I didn't know where to put this team either, LSU, but uh, you're not, didn't look very impressive against ULM. I, that score is a little deceiving there, but coming off tough losses to Arkansas and Alabama, two games you could have easily won. Like I said, man, I do not know where to put the, the Tigers, but the way Auburn's playing, I don't know. I put LSU just, I give them that slight edge. I still think LSU's got uh, the talent advantage. I know they didn't win head to head, but Bo Nix was playing. He was the difference in that game. That's kind of the difference I see picking head to head LSU Auburn. I give a slight, slight edge to LSU here. Now going into a game against Texas A&M, fighting for your bowl lives. You could still reach the postseason. Coach O could have two more games to coach as LSU's leader so we'll see if they can get it done next weekend but it's going to take an upset for sure number eight the kentucky wildcats bounce back here two game winning streak now after the three game losing streak look dominant against new mexico state for the most part aside from a couple of issues here and there a couple turnovers turnovers are just going to be kentucky's thing that's kind of why i've got them in the back half here if they uh, turn the ball over left and right, they're very beatable. We've seen that against Mississippi State. Tennessee, the pick six, that was huge. You know, those are all respectable losses at the end of the day. So Kentucky right on the edge of being upper echelon here in the SEC. Got to finish 
strong, though, against Louisville. Still have an opportunity to have a 10-win season there in Lexington. Number seven. Mississippi State. Not much to gauge off of uh, beating the hell out of Tennessee State. I couldn't name one Tennessee State player aside from Coach Eddie George there, but you look dominant. Will Rogers kept that hot hand. That's what I said I wanted to see in this matchup. Heading into the Egg Bowl, you don't want your quarterback to cool down in the most important game of the season for them Mississippi State Bulldogs. They took care of business. Now they go and face Ole Miss at home in the biggest Egg Bowl in years. Cannot wait for that matchup. Number six. All right, the Tennessee Vols. You know, I I actually docked them a spot or two here this week, and it really had nothing to do with them because they were dominant against South Alabama. This is a game in years past I would have, you know, I honestly would have thought it would have been a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a letdown. But under Josh Heupel, we've not seen that one time for the Vols. Hendon Hooker and this offense looked outstanding, put up 60 points. This is not a reflection of the Vols, but more of uh, the teams right above them looking, I thought, very impressive this weekend. So Tennessee, I think six, that's a good spot for them. Could argue five, maybe even four. But uh, let's see how they finish out the season here against Vanderbilt and how they particularly finish out in the bowl game, whoever they're going to face. Vols officially headed to the postseason. So that's great news for Josh Heupel and company. Get those extra bowl practices at the end of the season. Number five. Texas A&M Aggies. Put you higher if I knew what the hell I was getting from you from uh, a Zach Calzada, an offensive unit. But... Hey, you look dominant here against Prairie View. Of course, that to be expected. Business as usual. Aggies just slayed them. And the defense was dominant, only allowed three points. This is the Aggies we've all known and loved this season. The issues there against Ole Miss would have been a huge red flag had they surfaced again this weekend. But they took care of business. I think number five is a great spot for them. All right, hopefully this saves my mentions this week because I got the Arkansas Razorbacks, number four, took Alabama down to the wire, and hell, who knows? You get a couple calls here or there that you probably should have got. That's going to be the – I think Arkansas fans have uh, moved on from me. They've moved back on to the SEC officiating because that was a god-awful game if you missed it. AD, Hunter Juracek has uh, kind of come out here publicly and and basically said, you know, they screwed us last year at Auburn. They screwed us this year in Tuscaloosa. He's not holding anything back here. That was a horribly officiated game. Got to give Alabama credit for making the, the plays at the end of the day. But Arkansas, you went toe-to-toe with Alabama. This is the closest you ever came to uh, beating them since the, what was it, 14-13 to season, I think it was, under Brett Biema, his first or second year there in Fayetteville. So Arkansas, you lost. But you looked good doing it. And in my rankings, you can move up with a loss depending on who you played and where the game's at. You know, even some questionable play calls here from Kendall Browse. Maybe that really cost you this game as well. But, you know, play here or there, you would have pulled off the biggest upset of the season in the SEC. Just couldn't get it done. Number three. The Ole Miss Rebels. Again, not very impressive against Vanderbilt, but I'm crediting that again to more looking ahead not respecting Vanderbilt, coming off the huge win against Texas A&M. Just didn't feel right docking Ole Miss considering they've beaten Arkansas. They just beat A&M. They've beaten Tennessee. I don't know. I, I know one performance does not 
dictate the season. So we'll see how they do against Mississippi State. That'll play a huge edge into uh, you know the final power rankings here in a week's time when uh, the regular season comes to an end. Number two. Alabama and the SEC refs. Number two in the rankings. I mean, Bryce Young, say what you want about uh, anything that was questionable. No question about it. He's a Heisman finalist the way he's playing. He's just so smooth back there. Nothing gets to him. It doesn't seem like, uh, you know, he identifies the defense. He's he just he's surgical back there. He really is. And if not for Bryce Young, I think Alabama's probably got two or three losses this season. He's been that good. And the defense, eh, wasn't overly impressed with them, to be honest with you. And, again, I mean, same thing I've been saying all season, but the gap between number one and number two is huge because we've seen Arkansas play both of them, and they damn near beat Alabama on the road. Now, on the other hand, number one, Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, since Clemson, no one has touched Georgia, and that was the first week of the season. Georgia is just cruising. They beat the hell out of Charleston Southern. See, Jordan Davis, our man, scored a rushing touchdown. That probably made Cousin Shane happier than anything we've seen all day. But, uh, hey, they're having fun down there in Athens, getting the seniors some some touches. And, man, how could you not like that? Now they go back-to-back weeks here in Atlanta. Georgia Tech, SEC Championship, heading into the college football playoff. Hell, I think Georgia could lose both these games. And they'd still make the college football playoff. Of course, they're not going to lose to Georgia Tech. I don't think they'll lose in the SEC Championship either. But they've just been that dominant this season. and. You know, maybe Ohio State's rising a little bit, but beyond them, no one comes close to Georgia. And Georgia's number one for a reason in the country, number one in the power rankings, and it's never really even been debated on my end. But that's going to do it for this episode. Cousin Shane and I'll be back on Monday morning with the usual recap. We'll be back with a normal show there on Monday. But just want to give you guys a little SEC nightcap action. I was waltzing with my darling to the Tennessee walls when an old friend I happened to see I introduced her to my loved one and while they were dancing my friend stole my sweetheart from me well, I remember Tennessee waltz Now I know just how much I have lost Yes, I lost my little darling The night they were playing The beautiful Tennessee waltz The beautiful Tennessee
Yes, sir.